plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in bed. Well, in life, you're definitely in the right place. Food, it's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Today is Friday, and I'm bringing you some fun and interesting news from food industry again, because that concerns all of us in any part of the world, no matter where you are. You know, now we live in this global community, and when something starts in one corner of the world, it's probably going to spread to many other corners of the world really fast, especially if it's something that is supported by a lot of money. Not necessarily the best for us, but where the money goes, uh, energy flows, and that gets spread around. Um, like our dietary guidelines that made most of the population uh, on Earth obese. Um, but about that, we will talk a little bit later. First, we're going to start with fake fish products. I've been reading this morning this piece in New York Times on fake fish um, and whether there is any future for the companies who go into that, like Impossible Foods, for example, who who created Impossible Burger out of this weird um, ingredients, um, <laughs> as we talked about yesterday. Um, so New York Times asked this question whether um, we as consumers are going to go for that fake fish, whether we should go for that fake fish. Also, there is a little bit about lab-grown fish meat. That About that, actually, like I'm not sure of. If they do it right and, you know, they work on the texture, but also nutritional aspect, that can actually work. But when it comes to making fish, making tuna like Safe Catch does that you can find, by the way, at Whole Foods and probably a lot of other healthy food stores across U.S., um, probably in other countries you'll find um, different fake fish products too, but um, a lot of countries seem not to be too interested in fake foods that as much as U.S. Um, anyway, so plant-based fake fish products. I have no doubt that they can create a really good imitation of fish texture. But I am yet to see anything, anything at all that could like come anywhere close to nutrition profile of fish. 
we're not just interested in eating texture or flavor of the fish. We actually need the nutrition aspect of it, like omega-3 fatty acids or, you know, certain amino acids, certain um, minerals that we can also get from eating fish. And um, guys, fake fish not gonna give you that made uh, fake fish that is made of plants, like um, that is made by Impossible Foods, for example. They are working on their fake fish products uh, uh, right now too on the market. As uh, I mentioned, uh, you can find fake tuna by Safe Catch. Um, but again, next time you consider, if ever, buying any fake fish product um, compelled by messages like it's good for the planet, it's good, it's better for your health, read the ingredients, guys, and realize that there are vegetable oils, there are tons of different plants that are very questionable for our uh, human consumption and when it comes to our long-term health, especially in the form that they put them in that product. Also, a lot of additives, a lot of preservatives, um, again, vegetable oils that are proven to be pro-inflammatory, that accelerate cell aging, that might increase your probability of getting cancer. Um, so, next time you go for, you know, better for you, better for the planet fake fish product, uh, realize that there is no real truth that it is better for you or it is better for the planet like there is no proof to that and it's probably worse for you and for the planet in the long run right this is the experiment that has just started guys and compared to real fish that has been around for millions of years and has been supporting our human health and development into human beings that we are today, these fake fish products are a poor imitation of taste and texture. They're inferior to fish products. So if you can afford real fish and uh, you should try to afford real fish instead of eating some fake fish products, then go for the real thing. Again, real thing is, has been proven to work better for us by, again, millions of years of our, of its own evolution and our consumption of that food. So, um, that, what it comes to um, fake fish or fake meat or any fake products, go for, for whole foods, guys. Um, on the topic of um, fake foods or new foods um, or food technology, uh, there is an interesting company that has been doing research and work for quite a while. I've actually, I actually um, reached out to them um, probably like half a year ago about uh, an interviewer for food school podcast um, in order for them to tell the story of their brand or how of how their product um, made but they declined because they are they were still in that development phase so they didn't want to talk much about their technology uh, the food um, no, the food company is a perfect day that's the company who wants to start making dairy a different way without cows but not from a weird plant materials, but actually changing the technology of how dairy is made. So they're um, taking um, some plant material, uh, and I'm not exactly sure how that's going to 
end up like how that's gonna show up in the nutrition profile but they take some plant-based sugars they add dairy bacteria that ferments dairy they put it together and then create and then they create dairy products they are rolling out their ice cream lines so it's that's lactose free and basically cows free but it is dairy so um, we'll need to do more research uh, uh, about the nutrition profile but that seems for now promising Uh, i'm gonna reach out again to those uh, guys about the interview to tell you more how a perfect day no cow dairy is made and also i'm gonna report to you back on their ice creams and their nutritional profile and uh, uh, why you might consider them or why you might not consider them and whether from my perspective it's better than regular ice cream or not so a perfect day dairy you know some food technology i'm sure of that going to be better than what we have now that usually that technology that works on top of existing whole foods so for example um fermenting is a food technology so when you take let's say um let's say cabbage, right? And we add fermentation process on top of that, we're going to end up with sauerkraut. And sauerkraut is nutritionally better than initial product of cabbage. So the same technology can be applied, I'm sure, to many, many foods. We already eat a lot of fermented foods like chocolate, for example, like cheese, all fermented stuff. And when done right, is really, really healthy for us. Um, and a perfect day also uses this fermenting technology. And so we're going to see uh, what they're going to uh, end up with, what kind of products, if we add some, you know, healthy sweeteners on top of that, uh, that might be a perfect thing uh, that doesn't involve any animals, that is totally vegan, cows-free and lactose-free somehow. Uh, I need to do a further, more deeper uh, check up on um, that company and their products. Um, but besides that, an interesting and very exciting news, guys. Atkins Nutritionals doc- and Doctors urges USDA to include low-carb option in upcoming dietary guidelines. Since the U.S. dietary guidelines were introduced in 1980s, the obesity and diabetes rates in America have more than doubled, with 72% of American adults now overweight or obese, and 52% of the Americans having diabetes or prediabetes, according to the latter. Clearly, the guidelines are not working and are in need of a dramatic overhaul. Whether or not the guidelines are working or whether Americans are following them, they're viewed every five years and an advisory committee of experts from diverse backgrounds currently are in the process of crafting recommendations for the 2020-2025 dietary guidelines based on their scientific review. Um, let me read you a little bit more from this extract on foodnavigatorus.com that is basically a publication about important food and nutrition news. So the demand in the letter may be at 
whole order given it goes directly against existing recommendations. The 2015 dietary guidelines specifically warn against a low-carbohydrate diet, and the previous version also argued that low-carbohydrate diets are not recommended. However, the science has evolved since those guidelines were drafted and new research supports reversing this recommendation. Earlier this year, the American Diabetes Association recommended that lowering carbohydrate intake can help manage diabetes, in addition to other eating approaches, according to the letter. In addition, it argues the National Academy Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine released a consensus study report in 2017 that recommended the guidelines address the needs of all Americans and cautioned against a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, Pay attention to the 88% of the nation that are not metabolically healthy, are not, guys, metabolically healthy, and then 52% who are diabetic or pre-diabetic. And look at all the current science from the past few decades that are clinical, peer-reviewed studies, and not epidemiological studies. Um, So basically, guys... um, as we talked about yesterday, American Heart Association used to recommend trans fats as being heart healthy, and then um, they figured that it wasn't true and they were killing people, and they changed their decision, um, making it look like it's not a big deal. And then now American Diabetes Association starts advertising low-carbohydrate diet, even though before they were recommending low-fat diet. So what do you know um, how well-informed our main um, health organizations are, right? Um, So be really careful next time you listen to any dietary guidelines from those organizations, because compared to, for example, myself personally, like, I have no invested interest in any dietary guidelines whatsoever, but um, working with many people and uh, reading a lot of literature and just looking at where our population, world population is health-wise, I just make my own conclusions and I share those conclusions with you, what makes sense. And recommending someone with diabetes uh, having obviously problems regulating their own blood sugar, high-carb, low-fat diet, when high high amount of carbohydrates do bring blood sugar up um, 100%, like, that, that is a nonsense, and I don't know how the American Diabetes Association lived with that nonsense for so long, and how anyone could have agreed with that for so long, um, or thinking that Um, natural fats were causing heart disease when it wasn't the case for hundreds of years, and then um, advising to eat some industrial trans fats and oils to reverse that heart disease, that also kind of like a a weird way to solve the problem. Uh, But that's what American Heart Association and American Diabetes Association did. Um, On that note, guys, well, anyway... Think about low-carbohydrate diet for sure. If you have any problems with low with um, blood sugar, if you have you know pre-diabetes or your um, fasting blood glucose is really high, but also if your inflammation levels skyrocket, if you have non-alcoholic liver disease, if you have 
um, abdominal obesity, that is a clear sign that you have something going on with your metabolism and something that is not good. Um, so if you have all of that, yeah, really consider well-formulated low-carb diet, but not all low-carb diets will do. You cannot just, you know, do whatever. It's actually got to be well thought through. And if you need any help with that, feel free to reach out. I've done quite some research and practice myself professionally um, with uh, low-carbohydrate and keto diets. Um, so I can help you with that for sure. And um, the next and the last thought of today and this week that I want to share with you is that... Um, I, I had this argument um, a couple of days ago on my Instagram um, with, a, with one of the followers um, who was basically saying that all calories are equal and overeating is the only reason or overeating calories um, is the only reason, well, the main reason why people get obese, why people get overweight, why people have problems with their weight in the first place. And he was really arguing the fact that um, it doesn't matter what foods you eat, but calories always do the same thing in your body. And uh, for me, it always blows my mind how someone can think that way. Uh, different foods, they, are com they have completely different molecular and structural and chemical composition. Uh, if you take carbohydrates, uh, let's say from an apple, right, a whole apple as nature created it, uh, with all the fiber, with all the other phytochemicals, uh, with uh, vitamins and minerals that in this whole package, if you take an apple and then you compare it to... I don't know, low fat, so the fat content is the same, low fat, um, sugar full, um, some vegan ice cream that is totally processed food. Um, if you compare those two foods and you consume the same amount of calories, like the effect cannot be the same in your body. Your body will have to process these foods completely different because at their core, they will have completely different composition on molecular and structure and also a chemical, com different chemical composition. Uh, and your body is not the machine counting calories. In fact, uh, our body does not care that much for calories, but it cares for uh, what actually molecularly are we getting and how these foods is made to whether you know it was grown or it was made in a lab or in a factory uh and uh from my personal uh you know experience uh, i used to eat high carb diet at some point in my life and i had to really watch my calories um, and have them somewhere around around 1200 every single day in order to get even closer to the shape where i am now when on average now i eat 2,500 calories. Sometimes I eat like, you know, 1,000, sometimes I eat 4,000 calories. Uh, uh, but from low-carb whole foods, I eat very, very little processed foods of any sorts. Uh, most of my food, like 99% of it on most days is whole food cooked in some way that I cooked usually myself or in a place that I trust, I get it done. Um, and so now I can um, afford myself having a lot of calories, uh, but I have my six-pack abs 365 days a year that I never had on a low-carb diet or any sorts of diet, really. And I feel amazing, and uh, my energy is up. I'm, I feel the best, and I look the best that I've ever had. 
And again, if I do the same on a high-carb processed food diet, like, I'm gonna blow up like a balloon the next morning, and that will never go away unless I change my diet. And that the same thing happens to most of the people uh, who do proper low-carb and higher-fat diet, a healthy diet. Um, I'm not saying that necessarily you gotta keep your carbs super low. Um, actually, I believe there is a part of population who do well on a whole food moderate carbohydrate diet uh, with still a lot of fiber, most I mean mostly whole foods of course. Um, but what I do not believe and no data supports that is that the calories that come from different foods are the same. Again, our body is not a calorie counting machine and you might afford to eat a lot, a lot more food if you switch to different sorts of foods. Uh, like again, carbohydrates from some fake ice cream oil or some real ice cream from any processed foods, you know, sugars are not the same as, as carbohydrates that you get from sweet potato or an apple or a broccoli. Like, uh, I, I think even a third grader or even earlier can understand that concept. But obviously, because there is no studies comparing eating thousands of calories of, let's say, avocados and olives to um, ice cream, because there are no studies, then it doesn't work. That's what he told me, that uh, he doesn't know where I get my data uh, from from real life, guys, and some thinking. <laughs> Not every study that must be done or should be done or I think is a good idea is done, and we don't have all the data to confirm all the conclusions that are obvious. People eating more and more processed foods and people are getting fatter and fatter. Like, almost every second person I meet on the street is overweight or obese, and I have nothing about against that. Like, I'm not saying uh, we gotta shame those people, but I think it is a problem when 70% of adult population in U.S. is obese or overweight. I think it is a problem, and I think it's becoming pretty visible and obvious. So, we gotta change those guidelines as this letter proposes, because obviously what we are doing is not exactly working. And it's not obvious to only people... Uh, I don't know, closed in a lap and never seeing the light of day. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Make your own conclusions. You know, you're a thinking, living person. But if um, if you have any opinion or you'd like to share it with me, um, I'd love to hear that. Because um, I really fail to see the logic, if the logic in all calories are equal. I really failed to see any logic in that. Anyway, so that was it for today, guys. Consider low-carb diet, a well-formulated low-carb diet if you have, but even if you don't have any problems with your metabolism, but you're interested in living healthy and long life, also consider that. Because youth, guys, if you're a young person, youth can um, forgive you a lot of things. But the older you get, the less things your body will forgive you. And a lot of things will not be as easily reversible when you're 50, 60, and 70 as they can be when you're 30 or 40. And the younger you get to it, the better you're going to um, be off uh, long-term for many, many years ahead. So be 
proactive, guys. Don't wait for some disease to hit you to start acting. That and then don't forget to check the ingredients on any sorts of uh, fake um, meat or fake fish products. Uh, stay tuned for a perfect day, no cows dairy uh, updates. Uh, and have a super healthy weekend, guys. Find some fun way to eat healthy this weekend. That's my ultimate wish for you for this weekend. I'm gonna talk to you on Monday, and as usual, till next time, eat better daily.